0: Check out our friends at Linquistity Gifts. Linquistity Gifts is a metaphysical store offering natural gemstone bead bracelets, signature and zodiac, designed and made in the United States, as well as raw and polished stones, crystal balls, pendulums, tarot cards, natural crystal points, wands, and so much more. Their beautiful signature design bracelets can aid with creativity creativity balance, focus, and well-being. Visit their website using the link in the description or visit LinguistityGifts.com and use coupon code FKN to get 10% off your first order over
1: $20.
0: Welcome back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Tonight my guest is Constance Briggs. Before I bring her on, I have to thank C60 Purple Power. They are the amazing company that makes a super antioxidant. It acts as a free radical sponge and eliminates toxins in the body. It has me feeling better than i felt in years, and you really should too. Just check out their website to learn more. You can click the link in the description, or visit c60purplepower.com. If the link doesn't work, you can use coupon code KNOWLEDGE10, and you're going to get 10% off your order plus free shipping. Also, please subscribe to Forbidden Knowledge News on LBRY.com. It's our official backup channel. We're always available on all podcast platforms. And check out our brand new show exclusively on Rockfin called Beyond Classified. Rockfin's amazing new platform for free-thinking content creators and independent media. Shows like Leak Project with Rex Bear, Tinfoil Hat with Sim Tripoli, Macroaggressions with Charlie Robinson, and many more. They're already there, and all the topics that are now banned on YouTube, we're going to be covering them on Beyond Classified, among many other topics with great, amazing guests and presentations. Just click the link in the description to check out Rockfin now. Tonight, I want to welcome Constance Victoria Briggs. She is a metaphysical, spiritual, and cosmic researcher, writer, and historian. She is the author of the Encyclopedia of Angels encyclopedia of god encyclopedia of the unseen world and the encyclopedia of moon mysteries she has discussed such topics as angels extraterrestrials ancient aliens life after death out-of-body experiences moon mysteries and much more on many radio talk shows Mm -hmm. it is her goal to investigate the mysteries of the universe and how they connect to humanity constance welcome how are you doing tonight
1: I'm very well, thank you. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing very well. Thank you for joining us. Been looking forward to tonight. Oh yes, (laughs) Uh, looking forward to tonight. We're going to be talking about some anomalies on the moon, which have always fascinated me. The moon's anomaly in itself, it's gravity locked, we don't ever see the dark side, and the list of conspiracies surrounding the moon landing, secret bases, even possible civilizations. I mean, the list goes on and on. So it's definitely a fascinating topic to be covered. Uh, Before we get too far into it, I'd love to hear you. What got you interested in these topics?
1: Well, you know, I've always been interested in, uh, in the idea of whether or not we are alone in the universe. And so... Um, when you've got your hands in the, uh, the, the uh, research that I do, you get a lot of uh, interesting uh, stories that come across your desk. And um, I, I stumbled upon one year a book titled Our Mysterious uh, Spaceship Moon by a ufologist named Don Wilson. And, you know, I I, I picked this up and I I read a little bit of it and, you know, I had always heard that there was something strange about the moon. But I I tell you, Mr. uh, Mr. Wilson, wherever he is, I I dedicated part of my book to him because he was so fascinating. Uh, His his book just uh, opened my eyes to the fact that uh, we've got a very strange uh, entity up there. the moon. Is not anything like we were taught to believe. So, with the moon, that's where I began my my research by uh, reading his little book, and I I, it, I took off from there.
0: I'm sure that led you down the road of uh, you know ancient aliens and um, you know metaphysical things and
1: I was already of that there. <laughs> oh, you're already there. Okay, oh, okay, no, I was already there. I was uh, I was on board with the ancient alien theory before I. I learned this much about uh, the, the strangeness of our moon. Um, you know, there are so many peculiarities about about this object. I can't even say anymore. Just call it a moon because it is so much more than that. I learned, like most people, that it is a uh, what we think is a dead rock in the sky. Um, there, j- there's just so many possibilities of. What else it is besides that? There is, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry, Chris.
0: Um, I was just gonna ask, you know, if we could start with the possible origins of okay. where this moon could have come from to
1: begin with. Right, so, you know, there's uh, there are several theories or uh, has been in the past of uh, the origin of the moon um, with the, uh, the most popular theory uh, being the giant uh, impact theory, or the big whack theory. Uh, theory. Um, uh, this is 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 the idea that a uh, planet about the size of Mars crashed into Earth, and once it hit Earth, the crust uh, 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 material of the of the Earth spewed out into you know to the uh, to the universe and uh, created the sphere from the material from Earth that we call the Moon. However. Um, there are rocks that have been discovered on the moon that are uh, 500, uh, with a 500 million year discrepancy between uh, the moon rocks and earth. So that collision theory, that, that big whack theory um, or the giant impact theory, it's got so many names, has been cast aside. They frankly don't know where this thing came from. They don't know what it is. And people, the researchers are beginning to just say it was brought here. It was parked here. It was put here.
0: Now, what are your thoughts as to, you know, if this moon was brought here, um, what would be its purposes? I mean, it. Uh, many researchers have said it's you know, it could be an observation station, some, some type of ancient space station. Um, what are your
1: thoughts on oh. that? So, yeah, there are, uh, there are some ideas out there of, of, of what the moon is. And like you said, there are so many theories. My, uh, my personal favorite is uh, that of it being a, this is going to sound far out for some people, but that of it being an uh, a entity that is a spaceship. That it was uh, created outside of our universe and uh, brought, some people say dragged, some people researchers think it was put in the tail of a comet, but brought across the universe to where we are. Uh, you know, there's there's the idea that what we actually have here is a hollow moon. We've all heard it that the moon is hollow, and that possibly there could be uh, beings living inside of that, that you know, of a hollow sphere that they brought here, um, that they uh, tidal locked here. Um, the, some of the theory is that it, they brought it to, that they saw this planet, it was young, it had potential, uh, not young, but the, um, the uh, people on it were young and, and, and it was you know, potential for growth here and growing life. That's what some people think it was placed here for. Perhaps uh, uh, that was the start maybe of the Garden of Eden. Um, others believe that um, it was brought here, and the entities may have uh, assisted in the creation of, of of humans, progressing and are now keeping in watch on them and uh, from afar. In fact, there is a theory that it's not just Earth that they may have uh, come and, and and maybe seeded or helped uh, life to grow, but there may be one big this one big ship that had. Uh, stopped in other areas too, maybe Mars, and you know, had the same uh, result. Um, but one of the, the largest, the Spaceship Moon theory is that, <clears throat> excuse me, there may have been beings on a planet who for whatever reason had to escape. And it may be even like a Noah's Ark of beings that, 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 that now have lived here and lived here for so long they don't even know maybe that they are on a spaceship who knows um but that is uh the, the, the big theory that i'm i like and um i kind of i kind of uh feel that that could be right now whether or not uh there's another theory that they are no longer there that they have left and what we have is a you know a hollow uh spacecraft with the the beings gone but that's not what things look like because we're, we're seeing uh, you know, lights. We're seeing uh, movement on the moon. Looks like uh, things are crossing the moon. So uh, there's definitely something going on up there. And I believe that uh, the origin for me is I, I like the spaceship moon moon theory. Um, there's also uh, an idea that the moon is a way station where. Uh, the UFOs that we, may, that we see in Earth may be uh, stopping through for whatever reason. Um, there is uh, also along the lines of the spaceship uh, moon theory is the fact that even if the moon wasn't brought here and, and, and so many believe it was, that however it came to be that it is a foreign country. It's, it's not Earth's moon, there are people on the moon and it doesn't belong to us. So that's that's another theory that, you know, that the moon itself is a foreign country.
0: Now, mm. when it comes to conspiracies surrounding the moon, I think one of the largest ones is, did we go or not? Did we even land on the moon? Um, that's been one of the conspiracies since, you know, I was growing up. Um, the argument of whether we were actually on the moon or not i'd like to get your thoughts did we did we actually make it out there and is that footage that we have is it authentic or did we fake it for some reason what are your thoughts on the moon landing
1: so i i was when i first got into this i was very surprised to hear that so many people felt we didn't go to the moon uh that was that was huge for me i've even had uh, an audience say oh i stopped listening when she said we went to the moon so um No, I believe that uh, we went and um, there are still people who are saying, "Okay, well, if if we did go with one mission, no, we've had 12 men walk on the moon. There were several missions. Um, So, yes, I definitely believe that we did. Um, I believe that there is absolute proof within NASA, NASA itself and that it has uh, documents, thousands of pages of documents. They, they recorded everything from all of the missions. They recorded the dialogue and, and the mechanics and everything they were doing. That would have been quite a hoax for them to have even gone as far as you know, to, to, to make all of that you know, dialogue and paperwork. Um, for those that are saying, I feel that it was filmed here on earth, there, there are two theories behind this. Um, one of them is uh, well, no, not there's one theory. I'm sorry, one, and that is that if indeed there was a film done, that part of the footage was real, and then part of the footage was made to hide uh, whatever may have been seen that they didn't want to tell that was on the moon. Uh, I guess that is a possibility, but. But to answer your question, yes, I believe they were there. Um, And uh, I I would like people to understand that there wasn't just the Apollo 11, there were many after that. And we have the dialogues, and we we have the stories, and we have the pictures. I don't see how in the world people feel they faked all of those pictures that are, you know.
0: Yeah. Now, speaking of evidence um, that we've gone, there is uh, some audio clips out there that suggest that the astronauts um, of the Apollo mission may have seen things or strange uh, entities or even beings on the moon, uh, some audio uh, clips that indicate that they, they they seen something that they didn't understand or something strange. Uh, have you come across that in your research?
1: I've come across uh, a lot of um, interesting... Uh, um, stories that come from all of the Apollo missions. Um, every single mission that went up saw either strange lights or, and most of them had UFOs following them. Um, and that's on the way to the moon. Uh, Once they reached the moon, there are also stories of of astronauts and structures that they saw and strange lights that they saw. Um, One famous story in particular, and and, and maybe your audience is is quite familiar with it, um, is that one of Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin uh, seeing uh, ships uh, lined up on the crater of the moon, a a crater of the moon once they uh, stepped onto the moon's surface. Um, And they had uh, supposedly uh, gone on a secret medical channel to talk to uh, ground personnel to tell them what they were seeing. That's a very famous story. Um, That one is interesting more than that because there are people who worked at the time who have written books. Um, One of them is named, uh, I, I hope I don't ruin his name, but Maurice Chatelain. Uh, has written a book where he said, uh, you know, he, he was there, he heard, you know, he knows that this happened. And uh, so he's written about it. Other people have come forward and said that they, they had heard the rumors as soon as it happened, when they worked at NASA, NASA, excuse me, that, um, that the the, uh, astronauts had seen something. So that's one very, very famous tale. And there's also a tale of uh, one of those two, even Armstrong or Aldrin, having seen an entity very close to the ship and it was uh, said to be ethereal. So uh, not only that, but other uh, other missions that went up had some interactions. Uh, there are stories of, of beings. Um, a couple of the missions had problems uh, while they were in space. And um, it is said that the uh that extraterrestrials helped them to return to earth safely and that was uh, as a result for uh of extraterrestrial intervention and help but that the astronauts were asked not to ever say anything like that so there's all kinds of interesting stories out there um can they be sourced and backed up well you know um in my book i have i have put sources i have uh named some of the, p- the pictures where you can go on, on NASA and see. Um, there's some dialogue in the book where you can hear uh, the astronauts talking about seeing lights and, and openings on the moon and making these just very strange uh, comments about things that they were seeing.
0: Now you briefly mentioned it earlier about the structures that could be on the moon. Um, You know, thanks to recent satellite imagery, we've been able to see a lot more of the Moon. And, you know, we've come across plenty of pictures that appear to be, um, you know, man-made constructions. uh, One that even looks like an obelisk on the Moon. Uh, What are your thoughts on some of these? Do you think that there are active constructions or do you think it's ancient or maybe a combination of even both? Are you at a crossroads in life with unanswered questions? How does your past connect to your present life? October Hallam can help you discover how your past connects to your present and is shaping your future. October is an intuitive, healer, empath, and medium with over 20 years of experience helping people navigate through some of life's greatest challenges. A recent client from Egypt says, October is pure magic. We keep coming back for more and recommended her to our closest friends. If you would like to book a session with October, please contact her at Gift 222 at gmail.com.
1: So I think there are a combination of, of three things. Number one, I, I I do believe that some of these are natural formations that, you know, we see and, and maybe we, th- we think it's, it's one thing. Um, you know, that's, that's been talked about and, and that could happen. Um, but for the, most, for the most part, I think that some of them were are ancient ruins uh, that have been there for a while. Um, it's it's said that some of these, these uh, structures look like they were pieces of, of buildings that maybe even there had been a war on the moon. Um, excuse me, some have uh, traced that even back to the, uh, the time of Atlantis, and, and um, whether or not uh, Atlantis was, was real is, is still a question mark, and I'm working on on a book on that. But, you know, there, there was, uh, there's said to have been a time in Earth's history where we were more advanced, and that uh, we had the capability of the Atlanteans and other ancient civilizations to fly, and that they... They uh, believe maybe they had been, according to this legend, they had been going back and forth to the moon and there had been a war. And not only a war on the moon, this this may be even tied into Mars, but I I guess that's uh, no other show. So some of it looks like ancient ruins that maybe there was a war. But also, there have been uh, structures today that look completely intact, such as the obelisk that you had mentioned. they have been seen by both us and the Soviets. There, you know, are uh, pictures with these uh, with these things, um, and they look recent, more more recent than uh, ancient. Um, and also, there uh, there are tales of structures appearing and disappearing. There are uh, lighted domes, uh, structures of lighted domes said to appear, and then they're and then they're gone. Uh, there's one very famous story about a bridge that's uh, you may be aware of, and I, I hear that, oh, you know, they, they put that aside now, but I, I don't believe anymore what, what, what they're saying. Because this, this thing appeared in the, in the 50s by, uh, and it was seen by an astronomer who was prominent in his day, and um, he had been studying the moon, and this, this, this bridge, as he called it, was not there. Previously, he came in one day, and it was it, it was just built. And uh, you know, he was kind of scoffed at. And then another, uh, I think it was uh, Shawanber by the name of Wilkins, uh, came in and 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 said, "Yes, it's there. I've seen it. It was um, twelve miles long. They estimated. Appeared overnight. They said it was." Uh, It was man-made, just like the other structures. By the way, there are structures standing there that have not disappeared, that's been there for many years uh, that they are saying, look, man-made. And uh, then eventually it disappeared. Um, So uh, lighted domes have appeared, like I said, I I find fascinating that have, you know, there one day and and gone the next. Um, So uh, we've only, with the uh, Apollo missions we've we've only seen less than 1% of the moon's surface uh, so because someone said to me oh you know they've been to the moon they didn't they didn't see mud they didn't see this they're finding all of this stuff in images uh, they would have seen something no they wouldn't have seen anything we've got you know the the, the the far side of the moon we've got the front side of the moon you know it's a f- sphere so we've got the the complete you know more uh, even more of the moon that we just haven't seen. So um, yeah, I I think to answer your original question, I think what we're seeing is a combination of uh, something going on now and something that uh, happened in the past.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting. I would I'd agree with that. And one of the most compelling things for me that tells me that there's something going on up there is the telescopic footage that I've seen from my own good friends with telescopes that are amateur astronomers that have seen objects traversing the moon and casting shadows as they pass. And they're flying in a formation. They're not asteroids. You can tell that these aren't asteroids flying in a certain formation across the moon. Um, and I've also seen these white lighted objects fly out of craters, which is very, very interesting. So that's, that's for me is the most compelling thing is actually seeing these things fly over the moon, which is fascinating. It's,
1: it's amazing. I actually, I have a Facebook page that i I've, I've called a uh, moon mysteries page. And I just recently uploaded a, a video uh, that someone took of, uh, you can see these obvious to me, obvious ships flying, you know, uh, across the moon and it's several of them. And as you said, you can see them coming out of holes and you can see them you know, coming off from the sides. Um, You know, there's the idea along the lines of uh, obviously someone living on the moon is that, you know, on the far side, since we are, we can't see that, that they could be coming and going, you know, back there without us having ever seen them. Today, we have so much technology. Um, I'm sure they may not like that. (laughs) But today we have that technology and we we can see them and they are, you know, definitely uh, less hidden, but they can be coming and going and coming here. We have a lot of sightings here. Where are they coming from? Where are so many coming from? It's almost like Uh, a hive, a beehive. You find a bee, you know, and then there's another one and another one, and then you're looking for the source of where they are. That's what the UFOs, to me, appear like today, that they have this nearby location, you know, that they are hiding. And um, it looks like very soon we may get some answers, you know,
0: that would be very interesting. Uh, there's a lot happening with the UFO phenomenon right now. And with the moon being tidal locked and we're only seeing one side, how convenient would it be to have a base or something on the dark side that's always there that we just can't see? Just um, can't you know, we, would, can't, we, we don't it, have access to.
1: We don't. We haven't seen enough of it to, to know what's going on. And also uh, inside the moon. Is, it's just not an, a, a, a not such a weird idea. I mean, we have, if, if you believe in contactees uh, in what they're saying there have been a number of contactees uh, people who say uh, you know that they are in contact with extraterrestrials and they have been taking places uh, taken and they've seen the moon and they've seen people on the moon and they've seen um, ships within the moon um, of, uh, coming and going. So this, this, we're seeing something I mean if they're not coming from just you know any, anywhere, you can't say they don't exist anymore. Uh, and also it appears that it's been, you know, years and years, I keep hearing, you know, and you have too, we, we're not alone. We've never been alone. We haven't. The whole UFO phenomenon goes back to ancient times. Um, so I'm, I'm sure that they've been about the moon for all of those years and apparently You know, they are malevolent, they're not there to hurt us. No one on the moon was hurt, uh, you know. uh, But you know, they're saying, uh, some of the researchers who have been looking at this are saying, okay, so they may be living inside the moon, and they might be quite annoyed with us coming up there and leaving our junk. I don't know if people are aware of how much junk we have left on the moon. I forget the number of how many pounds. You know, it's just it's just phenomenal. And I was shocked when I heard it. They said, "Oh, you know, if someone's up there, they're probably tired of us doing that. They're tired of us making the moon ring like a bell. We've all heard the moon ring like a bell. We caught that." And uh, and some have gone as far as to say as maybe that's why we don't, you know, haven't returned to the moon now. We're we're supposedly uh, going to go now in 2024. You know, I I wonder if they know something to be going back there uh, or they're just ignoring the footage coming out of there. Who knows? But, uh, you know, hopefully they'll have some answers.
0: Well, supposedly China recently went to the moon. I'm wondering, you know, they're not going to share their secrets with the United States, of course. I'm just wondering uh, if they... Knew, know something or may have already come across something uh, on the moon is why they went there in the first place. Uh, it's very interesting.
1: Yeah, there's some speculation that, that, and I don't, I'm not a scientist, so I don't know much about these things. Like, uh, you know, I've heard that there be, may be some interest in helium three uh, that the, the moon is, is full of and there is some worry or thought that China might be looking into that. And um, the first you know, country to get that would you know, be very rich. And, but that was just talk, we don't know that for sure. Uh, there have been in the past when China have sent probes up uh, where they have taken some uh, pictures of anomalies and uh, structures there as well. So they're really not new to the idea. In fact, China had a probe that was knocked out at one point. Uh, and they thought, okay, you know, it just stopped working. And, and they kind of, China said, we think it may have been ETs that knocked this thing out. They couldn't prove it, but it was just strange how the whole thing went down. So they're open to that thought, even though uh, we don't say we're open to it. Uh, they're, op- they're openly, they openly said that, you know, publicly. So...
0: That's very interesting. Um, Now, for those that aren't familiar, could you tell uh, the audience a little bit about what the transient lunar phenomena is?
1: Yeah. Wow. The transient lunar phenomena is uh, lights, lights, luminosities, orbs, uh, lightning, lightning cloud looking clouds. All kind of lights that have been spotted on the moon, above the moon, around the moon. The astronauts uh, saw it when they were there. They talked about them. They, they had uh, lights coming, uh, beaming into their crafts. Uh, you know, when they were down there, they were there. Is some dialogue where they were talking about lights. Um, astronomers have been seeing them all the way back to uh, the days of Galileo. You know, they've been spotting lights uh, for centuries now. Uh, They've been reporting them to the British Astronomical Society, keeping track of all of these things. They come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. They've been seen on the surface. They've been seen on the craters. They were so uh, prevalent that NASA, NASA uh, NASA created a publication where they put uh, all of their collection of uh, these uh, weird lights that they couldn't explain in, in, in a book format, I actually have it. And, uh, and they had the uh, dates and they had the name of the astronomers that saw them. And it is believed that some of the reason that we went to the moon in the first place was to find out what the heck is going on up there. Where were the lights coming from? Um, there, you know, where uh, the reports of structures, there were also a, a report of, uh, of an ancient ship. They thought that maybe these things had prompted the U.S. to go in there. Um, so, uh, yeah, again, on my Moon Mysteries page, I, I'm trying to myself keep a collection of the dates so that, you know, every day in history that one occurred, I, I try to put it up. But we don't know what these are. Uh, could they be, you know, they're not, um, they're not eruptions. They aren't meteorites hitting. These things appear, they disappear. They're perfect uh, orbs sometimes. Uh, some of them, like I said, look like clouds and fog and, and lightning. Nothing should be moving up there. Nothing should be going on. So what is it? What's causing it?
0: Exactly. Um, you've also done some research on the work of Ingo Swan who was a remote viewer that uh, was working with the CIA, and he had actually remote-viewed things on the moon. Uh, tell, could you tell us a little bit about some of his work that you've uh, followed up on and what he saw on the moon?
1: Ingo was uh, phenomenal in that during his time, he was the prominent remote viewer. Uh, people wanted to uh, get in touch with him. And uh, this agency did, they, 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 uh, they contacted him. At the time, he didn't know what was going on. He didn't know uh, what they wanted. Uh, once they got him in close quarters, um, they, they told him they needed him to remote view the moon. Um, and the reason, one of the reasons, uh, that, well, I was gonna say he was prominent, but uh, one of the reasons uh, they wanted him was because he had also uh, remote viewed um, Jupiter. And uh, and uh, he had discovered a, a ring there and that hadn't be, been seen before. And uh, so they, they thought that maybe that he could hope. So anyway, so he got the coordinates. I'm not a remote viewing person, so forgive me if I don't explain it exactly the way it happens, but according to Ingo, uh, I, scientifically I can't explain it, but he got coordinates and he uh, went, however that works, remote with remote viewing, to the moon and he could see, he could remote view, some people have this gift and he could see what was going on there. Uh, he saw people, humanoid, working. He saw buildings. Uh, he said he saw uh, them creating some sort of laser they were working on. Um, and uh, he was fascinated, you know, but while he was there, however this works, he felt that uh, the humanoid beings that were living there could sense him. And he, uh he left the moon and um, came, uh, when he returned, he was frightened. He wrote in his book, Penetration. It's called Penetration by Ingo Swan, And, and he, he said that he hid. He was afraid and he hid. And he felt that they had somehow followed him. Um, however, you know, if it was, consciously or, or I don't really understand it, but he was afraid and he said that they followed him. But he said that he saw humanoids living and working on the moon.
0: And, earlier, and this, is a,
1: Go ahead. this is a guy, sorry, this is a guy who had, you know, scientifically discovered, you know, something that we didn't know for years and years and years. So he was proven correct then, you know, about this ring that he discovered. So why not believe him now?
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, earlier, you were uh, talking about contactees, and um, you said that uh, you had accounts of contactees and experiencers that have had experiences on the moon or being taken to the moon or have, or have visions of the moon. Uh, what are some of the most profound accounts of contactees or experiencers um, having experiences on the moon?
1: Um. I think you know where, where most of us are familiar with George Adamski. Uh, you know he had you know, he was brilliant in that um, he wrote a, a few books on his experiences with extraterrestrials, and um, so uh, Adamski said he was taken to the the moon by his ET friends. Um, he said the lunar surface, uh, he described the lunar surface, which, which was interesting because of course this was before the emissions. And he said that the surface was made up of a light dusty type of material, um, while other areas were more of a granular sub- substance. What struck me was that he knew this before you know, we went up. Um, and that was on his first trip to the moon. He took a second trip in 54 um, and he said he observed enormous air docks on crater floors designed to hold large spacecraft. Um, he was informed that visitors to the moon had to first depressurize in order for their bodies to become adjusted to the lunar environment. Um, he described seeing hangars shaped like domes for spaceships coming in and that they were carrying supplies and that these beings were bothering. Uh, the supplies with, with the people that were on the moon. Um, so that was uh, Adamski and his books are out there. You can look his stories up, fascinating. He's got pictures. Um, Alex Collier, one of my favorites, uh, was a contactee for a race of beings called the Andromeda, Andromedans, from the Andromeda galaxy, excuse me if I'm not pronouncing that well. Um, Um, He said that extraterrestrials uh, brought the moon into Earth's orbit and that the entities um, uh, performed the task uh, of, of, you know, helping us to uh, become acclimated um, uh, on Earth and upgrading ourselves. And he also said that there were vegetation on the moon and and there was water on the moon. so yeah, um, there was another gentleman by the name of Howard Minger. He took pictures of the moon when he was taken there aboard uh, an, an extraterrestrial ship. Um, by the way, these were uh, not abductions. Um, you know, he, saw, he said that he saw buildings which were domed. He described again, the, the surface was powdery. And at one point on the tour, he said that the uh, extraterrestrials living on the moon allowed him and other guests to experience the outside nature of the moon. He said that they moment were able to, as they were on a sort of this, this, a train like a uh, contraption, they were momentarily able to put their heads outside and experience the extremely hot temperatures. And, um, and then he recalled thinking that no one would be able to live outside on the surface for long um, if you were human. So those are the kinds of things that I, I came across.
0: There's also interesting stories from uh, Russian cosmonauts of yeah. things that we don't hear often from of mm-hmm. things that they've seen and experienced uh, that you've written about. Could you talk about some of the experiences that they've had?
1: Yeah. So the Russians were completely a surprise for me. Um, you know, they, of course, we, we know they didn't make it uh, a man mission to the moon, but in their trying to get there. They had some amazing experiences in their preparation and their rehearsing. Um, it's said that they uh, lost about six astronauts, uh, cosmonauts, uh, in trying to uh, work this out uh, perfectly. And uh, one of the occasions, uh, there were cosmonauts in a spacecraft and they, excuse me, they were uh, traveling and they came across UFOs. And it just appeared that these UFOs didn't want them to go any further. They uh, literally got in their way. They formed a triangle. And um, they sort of, as the story went, they sort of bounced, not bounced, but the, when the ship would go one way. It looked as if they were being in a ping pong ball. They were a ping pong ball and the astronauts were, uh, the cosmonauts were upset, scared, confused, but they weren't allowed to go any further and they were being tossed around. They went back, of course, they turned around and, and they went back. Um, there's another experience where the first uh, female, uh, the first woman in, in space is said to have been uh, a cosmonaut. And there is a, a story where she and a cosmonaut were in uh, were in space in their, in their preparation and they had been there a while and they encountered something out there and they disappeared. We don't know what happened to them, but you can hear uh, there's, uh, there was a recording of them saying, you know, we have to, we have to let, oh, the gentleman is saying, look out the window, look out the window. And she's yelling, you know, we have to tell them, they'll never know, they'll never know on earth if we don't tell them and they disappeared, they disappeared. So that's, that's pretty scary. And also there's a story um, that one of the uh, Apollo missions uh, found a, and, and this would never, never be told by anybody. I, I think except uh, a, a, someone who's just coming out and blowing the whistle. But there is a story that one of the Apollo missions found a dead ash, a cosmonaut out there. Um, that's a uh, very sad and interesting story. And goodness knows, um, you know, we, both of us, uh, what well, both of these countries send up animals into space. Uh, and they're just, I, I, I guess, just floating around out there. And so, yes, there's a story that, that they spotted, this cosmonaut. So, you know, with my book, I, I, I called it, um, the Encyclopedia of Moon Mysteries because they are mysteries. They're tales, they're legends. Some of them, you know, you can find the answers uh, on on websites or in the writings of astronauts or in stories that are told, and some of them remain mysteries. And and that is one of them. Uh, Another one was of a a cosmonaut um, having gone up and the capsule he was in collapsed. It just stopped working. and he fell back to Earth and you could just hear him screaming and cursing, you know, at, oh, at the wow. guys, you know. Um, now, that one, I, I, that one is, is, a, is a true tale for sure, because, you know, yeah, I, I yeah, I mean, some of the sources that I got this stuff from are just, they're just amazing. But, you know, I'm, I am finding that people haven't heard a lot of it. Uh, they've heard that the, the, the uh, Apollo 11 saw uh uh, aliens on the moon, but they haven't heard this other stuff. They, they, they haven't heard um, the story of uh, some of the Apollo missions having, having trouble getting back and being possibly helped out. Um, the, uh, they haven't heard this. Well, this one came out actually a few years ago uh, where they were flying on the far side of the moon and they heard some weird, weird sounds on the far side. Some of them referred to it as music. They said, "Oh, you could hear the." So what happened is, um, this this Apollo mission uh, went to fly around the moon, and when you're on the far side, you're out of touch with Earth. You know, so for one hour. And while they were back there, they could hear some strange noises. And you could, you've got the dialogue where they're saying, oh, what is that? What is that strange noise? Oh, that's weird space music. Well, where is it coming from? Oh, I don't know. Well, oh, they'll never believe this. Well, should we tell them? Should we tell them? Well, guess what? They didn't tell them. They discovered these recordings years and years later.
0: Wow, that's very so, interesting. Music uh, in space.
1: <laughs> but you know, yeah, but, well it's not our kind of music, but that's what they refer to it as. And then yeah. someone said someone said, Oh, you know, it's just a static from the radios interfering with each other. And but no, no, we have the best trained people going into space. They know what they're doing. They knew the difference.
0: Now, last year we had uh, Donald Trump announced the space force or the year before one of his years as president now there's been plenty of theories that we already had a space force and a secret space program with bases on the mar on moon and the mar sorry the moon and mars uh, which we've already occupied what are your thoughts on that do you think that we could have possibly already have operations there and beyond
1: so <laughs> I, you know, I, I did say once, uh, could, yeah, I asked the same question: Could we have gone to the moon? Could there be a secret operation? Could what we are seeing up there be us? You know, and there, there was, there were some rumors that uh, Germany had uh, sent uh, a secret missions up in the forties, but for some reason, it's not ringing well with me. Um, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. But we did hear that story come out, uh, what, a few weeks ago where uh, there was an official. Israeli, um, military official who said that there's something going on with Mars. So, I mean, who am I to say? I I, I don't know. Um, And honestly that if you don't mind my just getting off subject for just a second. Of course that official named uh, Galactic Federation. Now, so in my home, (laughs) um, you know, I I know about these things. I don't always talk to my family about them, Um, but I I told them, I said, this is not news. The Galactic Federation is not news. I'm just surprised they were outed. I can't believe they outed them. (laughs) And they, you know, these guys, I have, two kids and you know my husband here they hear me talk about a lot of things but i hadn't talked about the galactic federation but they are well known now is it the same galactic federation that i've heard about who knows but um yeah that was not a surprise what was is that they were out it you know so who knows
0: yeah, I would like to talk a little bit about what's going on with Disclosure and the ET phenomenon in general. Um, but before we do, is there any other particular favorite mystery of the moon that you'd like to maybe touch on before we move on to that subject?
1: I think that my my, my, let's see, my absolute favorite, um, well, there, there is one. Um, there is a mystery of, of Colossus. Colossus is a, uh, um, it looks like in this picture, it looks like a, a very tall uh, being, person walking across the moon, just very naturally, you know. And, I, and I, I just wonder about that. I don't have lots of information on Colossus, but, you know, he was named after, I believe, after a god. And I wish, I, I don't have it in my book, but, you know, if, if your audience is listening, Go and, you know, go and Google Colossus on the moon. Uh, I, I think uh, that's pretty, pretty amazing to, to see something that looks like they're walking across, across the moon. Oh, and there's a story where, um, and I, I, you know, there were so many missions. I can't always remember which is which. But there was a story uh, where the astronauts were working on the moon, some astron- a couple of astronauts, and they were almost hit in the head. Have you heard that story? Something flew by them. When they no, were on the surface working, and it just flew by them and almost, you know, popped them, and and it was so fast, you know, they had to turn, and they don't know what it was. It kind of, they said, disappeared behind the horizon. Oh, and oh, there's another story out of San Diego, and it's more of not something happening on the moon, but of beings that were on their way to the moon, who uh. Um, so these, these people in San Diego, one of them was a writer, a publisher of, uh, of a newspaper and he was out with his family and others were out and they saw this thing flying across the moon and they, it looked like a bird, a, a metal bird or something. And uh, they called it the Carita, And uh, the beings in it were said to have channeled information to someone on earth and said, uh, you know, they would never land here and that they were um, extraterrestrials and that it was uh, a winged uh, spacecraft and it looked like a bird. I just find that funny and interesting.
0: <laughs> that is, it is very interesting. <laughs> now, speaking of the ET phenomenon, have you had any personal um, UFO sightings or even contact experiences?
1: Yeah, wow, Chris. <laughs> okay, so, um, okay, my first one, and it, this is something that I just remembered recently. This occurred as a child. I I, I haven't shared this one, but um, I was asking my brother the other day. You know, we lived in in Virginia, and I was traveling in the car with my mom, and we were sort of up on a hill, and I could look down into the the city with lights, and I was about eight or nine years old, and I remember seeing this object, and <laughs> and it was. I I just remember a semicircle of, it was nighttime, I remember a semicircle of lights uh, blinking uh, uniformly, and there were different lights, and it was in a row, okay, and I remember thinking to myself, huh, it was hovering, by the way, it was hovering, well, it was moving very slowly, more like a hover, and I remember thinking as a child, huh, I wonder if that's one of those things, Uh, and I didn't have a word for it. I don't know if I, I wasn't thinking UFOs I, I don't think we called them 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 at that time that but I remember wondering if that's what it was and that memory uh came and went year for years so was it that one I think today it was because of course we know that nothing circular can hover right um but also uh I have Astro, astrio, astral experiences, excuse me, where um, you know I, I leave the body and I travel, I kind of slip out of my body from time to time, but that's another show. And um, I went to sleep this, this day, I was taking a nap, I had a, a small child, I took a nap, and I left my body and I was in the sky, which sometimes happened, and I was going moving towards an, uh, a, a craft. And I have to tell you, it looked nothing like what we have ever seen in pictures, those little silver craft, nothing like this. This was uh, bronze to gold, very beautiful, very gorgeous. And I was moving slowly towards it and I knew what was happening. And um, I I got worried that my phone was gonna ring and wake me up. I was worried my husband would call me. And sure enough, he called and what happens when you're in the astral is you're sort of pulled back. You know, I was pulled back and snapped back into the body. And it was at that point where I, I truly understand that there are ships or and beings out there that we cannot see when we are in the physical. We cannot see. And we, we, I've heard it before that there are ethereal ships, you know, Uh, There can be uh, beings among us that we just can't see because they're just in a different form. And remember, we are in this form only to live here on the earth. We can come and go from this body. But again, that's another show. But once we're out, we can see things and we can see things that are there that we couldn't otherwise, you know. So those two are my experiences. And then I have I have another one which was really interesting. Um, when I was a, a teenager, I was one of those kids that was bullied pretty heavily, and I tried to, to take my life. And um, uh, so I, I had taken all of these pills and I saw uh, this swirling, what looked like a swirling cloud open up and someone appeared. And it was, it was a male figure in a long gown and it had a collar to hear. He had a colored here and he was reaching out for me to come and I, I didn't move towards him. I just thought to myself, oh my God, this, this is what happens when you you know you take a, a, a lot of sleeping pills, I guess. And um, I, I didn't even raise, I was so fascinated and even though I was a very sad person and I had a mission, I thought, I didn't move towards him. So um as the years passed, and I uh, became more um, spiritually oriented and more metaphysical, and I learned uh, to work with the angels and my guides, I kept getting these um, this information that there was more to us than just angels and guides. It was like my coming steps and learning. And I said, "Well, you know, I can, I can I have a memory of the light. I don't know what this is. I learned that there were extraterrestrials basically among us, and it started with a book." by um, Scott Mandelaker, and he wrote a book, um, gosh, um, ET, I believe it was called ET's, Oof, I can't remember, I'm so sorry. Um, oh, that's no words. I'm so sorry. But anyway, his book was about people on earth that believed that they had had ET contact and actually were ET's living uh, in this, oh, from elsewhere, it's called From Elsewhere. Fascinating publication, pardon me, I was looking to my bookcase to see if I could find it. I, um, so as I went about this journey and I wanna make this quick as I can, I went about this journey. I read about a woman in that book and she had seen this person. Um, she said that he had appeared out of a swirl, a swirling cloud and this cloud dis- opened up and he was standing there and I said, huh, Wow, that sounds really familiar. And uh, by this time, I was very familiar with the Galactic Federation, um, um, many of the names of extraterrestrials out there. And I decided to look up pictures of this being to see how he looked. And, and I, I was going through the pictures and I said, no, 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 not this one, not this one. And then I came across what was said to have been a channeled picture of this being of this this person and the the, he had channeled through this artist how he looked and it to me okay so when i found the picture there was a swirl in front of his face and the face looked like the person i had seen and he had a collar up to here what the only thing that didn't, uh, I didn't, hadn't seen was, it seemed like he had on some sort of helmet, but everything else rang very interesting and familiar. Was that an experience? I don't know. I like to think it was. <laughs> yeah, it, it
0: seems like it to me, definitely. Um, I think that the the whole world of ufology could benefit from realizing some of the things you said earlier, that these beings exist just beyond the spectrum of our vision. Um, yeah, sure, maybe some of these extraterrestrials are flying across the galaxy on their spaceships, but a lot of them, I believe, are right here already uh, among us just beyond on a different spectrum that we can't see. And I think it, that if modern UFO just kind of took that approach and came together with uh, some of the nuts and bolts researchers and, and kind of looked at it that way, uh, they'd get a lot further in their research. Um, I just think that's something that maybe in the future they should look towards more because there's a lot to it. There's a lot to what you said that they're already here.
1: Yes. I, I, you know what? I think we should be having what they call town hall meetings about these things. I, I just can't believe that. There's so much out there and people are not paying attention. And I, I, I think it's so important. And I, I do believe that we are a part of a uh, galactic community. We just haven't been allowed in. You know, we're still uh, a warring people. We have a lot of issues. Now, of course, I've heard some, you know, that there are negative extraterrestrials out there. I don't know about much, uh, as much about those as um, I try to focus on the light. Um, but I, I do think it's so important. Um, oh, I have an interesting story. Just I've gotten off the moon a little bit, if, if we have time.
0: Of course, yes.
1: So, um, so Star Trek, I am a Trekkie, of course. Um, and there is a, a story out there about Gene Roddenberry. I don't know if you're familiar with it. But um, so he, there was a woman who was channeling extraterrestrials, they were a group of beings. They say that they uh, travel, have traveled here and that they come from different parts of, uh, I guess, I think it was the galaxy. Um, I, I don't wanna say universe, I'll say galaxy, but they were different uh, races of beings that work together. And Jean Roddenberry uh, had gotten wind of this woman and decided to sit in on sessions with her. And uh, that I believe, I, I, he, he never said it that I have found, but I believe that that is where his inspiration came from for Star Trek, sitting in on those sessions. Because that's what he said. She, he, she wrote, I have the book, you know. And uh, she said that they, they, they were from different, different places and they were working together. And they had come here to try to help Earth, they had come here. To stop us from, uh, you know, setting our se- bo- uh, uh, killing life on this planet, you know, they had come here uh, in lieu of the uh, nuclear bomb, but I believe that's, that was his inspiration. So my point in all of that is, it would be really wonderful if we if we came together and worked towards, you know, learning more. And uh, oh, by the way, uh, as far as ghosts, everything's not a ghost. Sometimes you're just having, sometimes you're having an experience with, as you said, uh, you know, with uh, those that are are there that we we just can't see.
0: Yeah, definitely. And
1: maybe they came from the moon.
0: It's possible. Yeah. Now, uh, in closing, I'd like to get your thoughts on what's happening with modern-day disclosure. There's a lot of talk in the mainstream media, a lot of, I think, disinformation, misinformation. Um, but talk nonetheless, which is kind of opening people's eyes to it and getting at least getting people to look at the subject in a little bit more of a serious manner, um, do you think that uh, we will see a little bit more of disclosure from – our government, or do you think that this is something else uh, maybe not in our be- best interest that they're doing, um, or do you think that we're going to be that have to, the ones that have to continue the disclosure ourselves?
1: I think it's a little bit of both. I think right now they uh, some of the uh, governments, uh, at least our government, may be feeling backed into a corner a little bit because there's so many uh, people out there uh, who are pushing for disclosure. Um I don't know why uh, they don't want to to tell. Um, maybe uh, they, they feel like it's in our best interest because you know maybe they just don't feel that we're we are ready. Uh, we have a lot of uh, you know roots here in in religion and beliefs that you know we are the most important. What's going to happen? You know when we learn that we're not the most important, that there are others you know, equal to us. I don't really know their reason, but I do believe we're getting close. Um, also, I believe that we have help from the extraterrestrials. Um, I believe that for years, suddenly, uh, suddenly, they've been educating us through the media, uh, through people who are trying to get information out there. Um, I believe that they are working with us. You know, um, we have help. So I believe it's coming uh, slowly. Um, I believe it's coming slowly.
0: Yeah, uh, there's there's definitely something interesting happening. I'd have to agree with that. Uh, Constance, I want to thank you so much for coming on tonight. Before you head out, if people are interested in checking out some of your work and your books, what's the best way that they can do that?
1: So uh, all of my books can be found on Amazon. Amazon. The, uh, the Encyclopedia of Moon Mysteries, is there. It's, um, you know, it's an A to Z volume of information. If you want to look up Apollo astronauts or, you know, UFOs on the moon or structures on the moon, you can just do that. Uh, it's just, it was supposed to be a quick, quick reference. But uh, also uh, there's my website, ConstanceVictoriaBriggs.com. I'm also on Facebook. I have a Moon Mysteries page where I try to post interesting information on Moon Mysteries. And uh, also I have a Constance Victoria page there. So Uh, feel free to, uh, you know, contact me through my website if you have any questions or, you know, remarks or something.
0: Awesome. That sounds great. Well, Constance, thank you so much again for coming on tonight. And you cover so much. I'd love to have you back on. We can talk about all kinds of stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Thank oh, definitely. Love you. Definitely.
0: All right. <laughs> well, until next time, everyone else, you have an excellent evening.